This is Nine Year Gap, and I'm your host, Robert Barbaro. It's very nice to meet you. I'm excited to be here. You know, I've been listening to podcasts for a long time, but this is my first podcast. And so I really can't wait to share the guests that we have in store for you. We're going to be looking at careers, change, direction, obstacles, and how to overcome them. And what better way to dive into this area of our lives than to hear the stories and advice from people who are going through change and from people who have fascinating and inspiring success stories. After all, there are many people all around us with great stories who can teach us valuable lessons. I want to understand what makes people tick. What's going on in their mind when they have an idea and turn it into a reality? How do they approach their current profession, industry or specific job they're doing and how do they gain the clarity and confidence to go in a new direction? You can find articles, books and videos telling us about careers and the decisions successful people make. You can read countless CVs and resumes on LinkedIn, for example. And I've found that the real story doesn't always come through on the profile. So I want to know what is going on in the background. I want us to get the conversation going and embrace the person behind the worker. Okay, so 2020 has been one of the craziest times I can remember. And I only hope that we can turn it around and make it into a time of reflection and planning for a better future, both at work and at home. We all have to work together on this. So, for today's episode, I will set the scene for the Nine Year Gap podcast by explaining a little bit about me and my career path so far. Here we go. I grew up in Melbourne, Australia, and have an Italian and Greek Cypriot background. I was always surrounded by different languages, cultures, and was, well, as you can imagine, full of food. I went to private school, and that's when I started my love for performing. I did a lot of plays, musicals, debating, a lot of drama and music. I did sport, hashtag unsuccessfully, and went on to study at Monash University, where I finished an arts humanities degree and majored in geography and environmental science because I was passionate about the environment and sustainability. I also did a law degree at the same university. I wanted to be an environmental lawyer or policymaker. At the same time, I was really into music. I played keys for a couple of jazz and fusion bands, and I was studying classical singing and opera. I'm what they call a full lyric tenor. And so I did a lot of chorus work and small roles with local opera companies, and I would say that it really took over my life. To keep my options open, I did a post-grad diploma in legal practice and became a qualified lawyer in Melbourne. But here's the thing. My music career took off instead. From there, I did tours of Australia and was lucky enough to sing all around the world. It was a ride. I lived on the move, singing, single, some really fun, crazy times, and was loving it. But I had no direction, and so I turned my focus to Grand Opera specifically. Also, having an Italian passport gave me more freedom. Immigration is one of the biggest barriers for a singer, so I thought I would take advantage of the fact that I had this passport. I packed up my life and moved to Italy. 
I lived there for a couple of years and did some some soul searching as well. I started studying and working at Modena, at Teatro Pavarotti. What more did I want? Great food, great food. Balsamic vinegar down the road, Pavarotti, great food, prosciutto, great food, Ferrari, pasta. I mean, it was really good. I stayed in Italy for a few years, moved to Milano eventually, managed to get an agent and performed at the International Verdi Festival in Parma. But I wanted to get to the next level, and so I applied and got a place at the National Opera Studio in London. I actually met my wife in London at the same time and continued to live there. As I continued to push a career in grand opera in the UK and Europe, it was starting to take its toll on my patience and spirit. Standing before audition panels all the time and the constant hustle is really tiring. My love for the music and the art form of opera will always grow. But the life of an opera singer is tough, and so I was feeling really negative. Funnily enough, at the end of 2019, soon after finishing at the, at the opera studio, I did a successful tour of France in an arena show called Era. I got to work with some really big names in the rock world, and in early 2020, I was performing every night on the West End in a Puccini double bill. It was all looking up. I was preparing for my opera and concert debuts in Russia, orchestral shows in London and Europe, and boom, COVID officially hit. I have a story about the week leading up to the official cancellations, which I'll tell you about in another episode. It was really quite bizarre and, and funny as well, but... It was a crazy time. Basically, overnight, I lost all my work for 2020 and 2021. It became a time to reflect, a lot of gardening and baking banana bread, and to reboot. I started applying for dozens of legal-related jobs, and it became very apparent that my CV, although full of life experience and, and work experience and global work experience as a singer, there remained a nine-year gap in my employment history. No matter what I did to dress up my CV, I even paid a company to write it for me, the nine-year gap remains the elephant in the room. After more thinking, I realised that perhaps it's better that I transfer my qualifications as a lawyer from Australia and become admitted as a lawyer in England. So where am I now? Currently, I'm on search for positions in the legal profession, as a lawyer or paralegal. Yes, I have some online concerts as well, and I'm really looking forward to doing them, but the focus is now on getting a job in the legal profession in the UK. After discussing with friends, family and colleagues about my situation, I realised that career change is a topic relevant to so many people. And so that's my story so far. Now, from next week, I will be updating you on my journey and will be joined by guests from all around the world, from all sorts of backgrounds and industries, and included in that is a fun and random questionnaire. So much about what makes people tick is often found in the answers of random and silly questions. To get the ball rolling, I will now invite my wonderful wife, Honey Rohani, 
creator of the nine-year gap opening jingle, and the logo, in fact, to put me under the spotlight and answer the questionnaire. And here she is. Hi. Hey. Hey. Thank you. You were you just upstairs? I was just cooking. Oh, you were just cooking. Okay. (laughs) Weren't you teaching before? I was teaching before, yes. Okay. Busy girl, busy girl. Busy, busy. Well, thanks for doing this. Well, thanks for having me. Okay, well, let's get this. Uh, let's ha- go on. Okay, what so questions did I I'm write? doing this. Yeah, yeah Are you go ready on. for your own mm, questions? I don't know. Am I, I might have changed some. Okay. Okay, here we go. What was your favourite childhood breakfast cereal? Cocoa Pops. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> and how about now? I actually make oh, a very, what I like to call a. A, uh, f- a gluten-free, um, uh, lacto-free. Uh, what is it? What do I call it? My my porridge. It's it's it's, it's not a it's cereal. Porridge, free. porridge it's, is not a cereal. Yeah, yeah it's porridge-free porridge. So I get some bananas. I get some flaxseed. I mash you it. it a raw. Porridge. Uh, raw, raw porridge. Raw porridge. And it's got banana. It's got seeds. It's got coconut. Uh, desiccated of the desiccated kind, <laughs> and uh, put some blueberries, and uh, today I had kiwi in it. It was very delicious. Peanut butter? And Oh, yes, peanut butter of being course, the main crunchy peanut butter. Okay, so you have actually evolved from child to man. Okay, you've heard it here first. <laughs> okay, jokes aside. Um, who is your dearest historical figure? And if you happen to meet them, what would you ask them? I think the coolest historical figure most inspiring for me is Elizabeth I. Cool. She was really tough and smart and if I met her I would ask her how do you deal with the pressure of people wanting to kill you and take (laughs) your job? How are you keeping those people at bay? What are you doing? How's she doing it? I'm sure she'll give you a whole history lesson on that. Ah, she'll probably tell me in any language as well. Go on. Perfect. Okay, next one. one. Uh, Think about your guilty pleasures. Uh Uh-huh. Now tell me what's your guilty pleasure in food and drink. Uh, If I need to feel good about life... um, (laughs) That sounded really depressing. Uh, If I need a pick-me-up, nothing hits a spot more than fried chicken and some sort of... There's actually a milkshake flavour which is not available in the UK. I've not seen it. It's called Blue Heaven. It's like vanilla-y flavour, but blue. Um, it's like that blue milk from Star Wars. Anyway, that milkshake with fried chicken and I'm very happy. But that's really heavy. Now, what would you drink if you wanted to then wash that down? To wash that down? Uh, I don't know. I think a really good... Um, well, that's it. That's it. No, that's that's. <laughs> okay. I don't want anything to interrupt that. Okay, that's so me. I'm going to say four words. Mm-hmm. Just choose the first one that pops into your head. Mm-hmm. Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, or matcha. Matcha. Okay. Now, have you ever embellished on a CV? I have been very creative on CVs. Uh, I know that once I think I put that I knew how to use. Um, Linux, I think, that other operating system. Uh-huh. I've heard of Linux and I thought, you know what? Well, let's set out, <laughs> let's set ourselves apart and pretend that I know how to use it. All right. Cool. I'm so glad you didn't have to actually use it because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was a whole different thing. Right. Uh, next question. Yeah. If you were given absolute evidence that God existed, what would your response be? Whew. I think if 
I arrived at a place that I was in contact with God, I would say, you know what, I had a feeling. I had a feeling that uh, you were involved in a lot of things. Um, I'd have other questions, pretty tough questions, but I, I would be relieved actually to know that there was there was a God. Actually, that would that would give me some comfort. Great. What's your favourite animal? Echidna, all the way. Aww. It's the cutest. It egg-laying mammal. There's only <laughs> two of those, and it is so cute. And when when you creep up on an echidna, if you go on a bushwalk in Australia. Sometimes the echidna, or you might run into one and, and you'll hear rustling in the, the leaves and then you'll hear a stop. And you'll see this little critter with the spikes looking up, pretending it's invisible. The most adorable thing. It's not invisible. It's right there. This cute little thing. And I just love the, the confidence. They're like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I'll just I'll stop moving and I'll just look in the corner and that will convince them that I'm not I there. I really wish the audience could see your face right now. Well, impersonating we'll an echidna. We'll have to get a video next time. Next time. Right, here we go. So think about the jobs that you've had in the past. And yep. bam, what is it that you don't want to do? Um, I would uh, say a car wash. Um, maybe, uh, yeah, that's... You used to be a car washer? Yeah. No, no, I'd never want to wash cars again. <laughs> okay. I'm sure there's a story there uh, that I'm will really come out slow. at some point. Uh, my family have been saying this for years. I'm a bit of a sloth. Yeah, uh, I'm not very is. fast. No, no you he's know not. That. So washing a car takes a while. I worked for a really bad guy <laughs> when I was at uni. Uh, if, if you're hearing this, uh, you know who you are. Uh, and uh, he used to say, Rob, you washing a car, you're so lethargic. And I'm like, yeah, what... What kind of energy do you want me to have for this? You know, I see car washers now, and there's like three guys, three girls on a car washing it. I didn't have that. It was just me, a very sad bucket, and a vacuum cleaner that really I could have just, you know, I could have just put the, the hose in my mouth. It would have been a, done a better job as a vacuum cleaner. Okay, so now thinking about jobs again, mm -hmm. you have 24 hours to be anything else. What would it be? Travel, culture, talk show host. Okay. Kind of like an Anthony Bourdain type yeah, show. Yeah, I can, I can Anthony, see Andrew you Zimmer, do that. that kind of, you get to eat, talk, eat. But see get, different places. See different places, travel and get into the cultures and, and meet people. It's it's just the most, I can't imagine yeah, a better job. Yeah, I'd be job. up for that. It's so fun. Okay, last question. And I might know the answer to that. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you watching at the moment? Well, what are you, in other words, what, what are you making me watch? Uh, <laughs> I think. Well, true. okay. What are we? We're getting our way through Big Bang Theory. Mm -hmm. I was a bit late to the to the party for that. Party, sure. Uh, loving it. Um, that don't show, say the that, other one. Don't don't say the other one. Why? No, no, no. I have to because you've asked. <laughs> the people need to know. They demand the truth. Uh, selling Sunset. It's because of me. It's because of, yes, I'm more than happy to blame you. And we're a little bit sad that we're loving it so much. Yeah, well, I wasn't it me that said, can we watch it last night? So we've actually fully updated, so now we need to find another we've finished it potential uh, reality show. Is that is that all the questions? That's question? it. Okay. That's it. Did I so do a good I job? I can't wait to hear the answers can of, I have a, of other people. Can I have a job? Do I have a job here? Well, this, this podcast is all about jobs. I'm sure 
and I'm sure the audience can confirm this for me if they mm-hmm. write in at our mm-hmm. email address at nineyeargap at gmail.com or you can you can contact us on uh, Instagram at nineyeargap, Twitter at nineyeargappodcast. It's very, very easy to find. There's also information on, on uh, robertbarbara.com, all the information you need. So I'm sure people would love to hear more of Honey later on in these episodes. Uh, well, I think... That's great. I think it's time... I think it's time for a coffee. I'll go back to the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What are we... We'll go back to the 1950s as well. Um, but uh, that just makes me think, uh, I mean, what, what style of coffee do you like out there? Are you into a cappuccino? Are you drip coffee? Maybe, maybe these people like a bit of the old Insta. Is that a hint? Uh, in- do you want instant a cup of coffee? coffee. Is that what you want? No, no. I'll make you a coffee. Don't you worry. Aww. But what brand are you in? Uh, let us know, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and uh, for obvious reasons, I can't tell you what name it is. But hey, maybe I don't know if someone wants to sponsor the show. Maybe they can convince me to. Yeah, that was me knocking on the door. Um, Thank you. Thanks, honey, for joining me at the end there. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening. Till next week. Ciao.